time for Chilling with Quillen on ESPN Central Texas. Well, like that, <clears throat> Curtis deserves his own special mention, special music, and now we have it. And uh, always good to have uh, Curtis Quillen involved, Chilling with Quillen. And Curtis, uh, it is... Um, it's it's been a fascinating week on a lot of different uh, in a lot of different areas. Been talking a lot of Dallas Cowboys. Great to see the Baylor women get this thing going in the right direction. And I know I was maybe showing a, a bit of panic, um, it, but uh, but that was those were good signs. And I think it'll be really interesting to see how they perform Sunday against a ranked Iowa State team. But uh, Curtis, I wanted you to take us through uh, the uh, what the the dealings, the happenings out in Mart. That was a uh, that's an interesting story for one of the one of the great programs in the state of Texas. They they had a, a major retirement announcement, and then within a week, I guess uh, the coach is back on the job. How how did that? Uh, how did you see that whole thing playing out? I think Coach Hoffman thought that, you know, hunting and fishing and golfing was going to be all he got to do in in retirement because, you know, that's what everybody dreams of in retirement. Um, yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm honestly, when I retire, I'll probably think that that's all I'm going to do too. But, um, no, I think he had that itch to coach again. And, uh, you know, that's normal for some of these guys who, you know, they think that they're going to call it a career in coaching. You know, these guys who – they leave the sidelines for the AD roles to try to transition into retirement and stuff like that. And so I think he just got the itch to coach again. Um, you know, I think he just, he, he doesn't like how it ended. You drop a state championship game that he, he, I know he th- thinks they should have won because, you know, they talk about letting it, letting it slip away from them. And uh, then they, uh, they get upset in the semifinals this year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run it back one more time before, uh, before he hangs it up for good. And um, I mean, he's like, by coaching standards and Matt, you know, this as much as I do, he's still young, man. He's got a lot left to give to those kids in Mark. Um, And I think that it took him uh, starting to transition out of that role to kind of realize it maybe. Um, And, you know, everything he's been going through is completely normal for, for a coach who's getting closer to retirement. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, on your station's website and others, KCENTV.com, I, I can Google him right now, and it, it, it all is January 10th. Kevin Hoffman to retire from Mart ISD. And then in the same Google, like the next story is, Kevin Hoffman is unretired. <laughs> at, least, at least he did it, you know, quickly enough where they weren't too far down like the search uh, the search committee hadn't got off to too quick a start. Um, as, as you said, Curtis, I mean, this would have been a, a coveted job, uh, I would think, among uh, um, coaches, really uh, assistant coaches at 5A and 6A schools and then head coaches at some of the lower classifications. Do you think that's accurate? I think it is because everybody's won at Mark. Everybody. Who's the last coach that was at Mark that didn't win? I mean, this is a program that's storied and for good reason. It's got a lot of really good kids that are are there, and it's got it's a town that's hungry to win, and and will do what it takes to win. It's an administration that expects it. I mean, that's a it's a good job in in Texas high school football, and it's one that you know there's pe- there's people who coach their entire careers looking for a town that is as 
uh, capable and hungry to win as Mark Texas is. All right. I, uh, I'm sitting here now looking back over at his Twitter recently to see if he could have given us some clues that he was thinking about coming back, but mostly he's just like retweeting teacher goals and, and things like that. Let's see if Curtis, would this have done it for us? There's uh, the people you work with really do determine how much you enjoy your job. That was that. Should we have read that and known he was going to announce his unretirement? No, I think, I mean, I think we, <laughs> we know that he, we've, We've known for a long time he enjoys his job. He yeah. is so close with everybody on his coaching staff. I mean, you look at the praise he gets from guys like Marcus Thompson on his staff, and it's just everybody on that staff loves him, and he loves everybody on that staff, and the kids respond so well to him. I don't think that that's necessarily, you know, Kevin Hoffman code for we're going uh, we're, to we're, we're gonna run it back, actually. We're going we're gonna to unretire. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just uh... – I'm looking for my clues, and, and uh, man, I tell you, the guy's going to get that hoodie out. Man loves a good hoodie, and uh, he will ride again as the coach out there in Mark. Talking to Curtis Quillen, it is chilling with Quillen. Curtis always liked to kind of see, okay, what's Curtis got tonight? What's he, uh, what's he got over on Channel 6? And you, one of your reports that came in the other night grabbed my attention, a bench-clearing brawl out there, I believe, uh, Harker Heights, um, uh, that was involved in that. that I mean, that, we, we were just last week, Curtis, we were all excited about Royce O'Neill going into the, uh, you know, having his jersey retired at Harker Heights and all that kind of thing. And then there's an ugly story like this. What, uh, what have you been able to determine from sort of talking to your people uh, and your sources in the field, what occurred and, and how, how ugly did that thing get? Well, I got sent the video, Matt, so I've been watching it um, a couple times this week. I have uh, I have some friends who, who sent it over, and, man, what an ugly scene last uh, on Tuesday night. So there was a hard foul near half court. A, a, uh, off, there was an offensive foul called um, near, near half court as Harker Heights was uh, on defense. Yeah. And – it did not go – it just continued to escalate from there until you get to the point where the bench is clear There's and there's people coming out of the – there appears to be people coming out of the stand. Um, I know that, you know, Copper Stove Police is investigating. That doesn't necessarily mean charges will be filed. Um, yeah. But when police have to get involved in a, you know, a fight at a sporting event, you know things are serious. Uh, there were it, it escalated fairly quickly. Um, the game obviously ended at that point. I want to say there was, you know, rough, roughly four minutes, maybe a little bit less than that, um, left in the game. And it was, Matt, it's one of the, it, 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 it was an ugly scene. It was a scar on, you know, what would have been a really nice win for the Knights. And I saw a report, haven't had the chance to confirm it, um, been, you know, chasing around other stories today. Uh, that you know, Heights is only going to have two varsity players available for tonight uh, tonight's game at Belton. Well, that's a wow. that's a massive District 12-6A game in itself, if true. Um, and you know, we'll find out tonight. But that's a it, that that had the chance to be a really great win um, for 
for the Knights, and that's just an ugly way to handle uh, for it to end. Same report that you know, I haven't had the chance to confirm uh, was saying that it's a double forfeit because of what happened. The game had not ended, and so both teams it'll go down as a as a loss for district record purposes. And uh, you know, it's just it it. it it's an ugly mark on, on the game, but it also came to my attention that there were a lot of technical fouls in Copper's Cove's game Friday night last week. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, it doesn't necessarily indicate anything, um, you know, about Copper's Cove. They, they could have just been playing another chippy game, and I've played more than a few of those when I was playing high school basketball, so I understand that. But there's that you know there's people who think that that's a trend that's building is that Copper's Cove is this this type of team and you know well, the people that I I talked to I said here's what I'm hearing they're like there was and then they told me there wasn't a fight there was nothing physical it's just a lot of technical fouls and you know you can have those there's a long yeah. list of reasons in the high school basketball rulebook that you can have a technical Correct. foul and so I don't want to jump to conclusions on that but that's the there's a feeling that of that building in uh, in District 12-6A. Yeah, and I mean, there's just you know the, the news kind of uh, uh, kind of keeps uh, snowballing out of Copper's Cove because the story I was reading that you had just a couple of days ago of uh, of Jason Hammett uh, stepping down from that role after uh, after a couple seasons. That, that's uh, uh, that's kind of been a uh, that's been a revolving door here recently. Coppers Cove went two and eighteen with two one win seasons. So I, I just not great times it seems for that Coppers Cove uh, athletic department. Do you? Uh, I mean, especially for one that has produced some great players, great people, and some really good seasons and some unbelievable coaches over the years. I should say. I mean, Coppers Cove is. Where some of the uh, the biggest innovators in Texas got their start, um, I'm thinking about even going back to Hal Mummy all those many many years ago. Uh, what's going on with that uh, with with Copper's Cove? Is that is there? I mean, obviously they need to get some things straightened out there. It seems. I mean, here's here's the big thing that uh, people don't re- realize all the time when it comes to a drop in success for high school athletic programs is. Where is the school district growing? Because every every school district is dealing with growth. They're either dealing with the loss of kids, so they're grow they're you know inverse and they're losing kids while other schools are getting more kids, uh, or they're you know exponentially growing to the point where they're going to start losing kids to a new campus, or they're growing and they don't have another campus to share them with, and so they get to you know have the benefits of that large student base like what you have at Allen High School. Well, Cove is not growing as fast as other schools in District 12 6A. Um, and Cove doesn't historically have the resources and the athletes that a school like Temple has. Um, and so the writing has been on the wall for this for a while. Um, when you see a coach like Jack Alvarez, who has won a state championship in the UIL big school ranks, he did it at Ennis, uh, come, to a, come to a school and leave so quickly for a much smaller job, albeit at a blue blood in the state like Quero, that usually indicates that the, that, that the school is having issues getting the growth that other schools that it competes with regularly are getting. 
Um, and you see it with Copper's Cove. His last year at Cove, they, they struggled. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs that year. And you look at um, what happened under Jason Hammett, 1-13 and 13 in two years in District 12-6A. And I don't think it's necessarily that the uh, that the rest of the district was that good. I think it's that yeah. you, you ha- don't have the numbers there uh, and you don't have the kinds of guys that, you know, down the street 10 minutes is Shoemaker that Toby Foreman has been able to develop there, that you, you don't have the t- kinds of guys that have turned uh, the Harker Heights offense into one of the toughest to defend in that district. Um and you don't have the kind of guys that Temple and Belton always have. And so I think that, you know, it's a, it's, it's a numbers game in, in high school football. There's a reason why you don't see six A's playing two A's because even a bad six A has access to more kids and yeah. has a bigger talent base than a two A school. And so a really good two A doesn't want to go play a real, a, you know, a mediocre to bad six A because, you know, they're going to have more guys. They're probably going to be an overall better team, even if they don't play like it. Um, obviously, there's, you know, exemptions to every rule or exceptions to every rule. But I, that's that's what's going on in Copper's Cove, as far as I can tell, is that they're losing the numbers game right now. Um, and it dep- they're, I, they're the ones that I'm most intrigued about realignment for. Temple will be fine almost no matter where it winds up in a district. Harker Heights, Harker Heights has an Alab- has a kid with an Alabama offer now. You're telling me they're not going to be okay wherever they wind up yeah. in realignment yeah. this fall? Belton is going to be fine. Uh, it, you know, this might be the first cycle where you see them start dealing with a smaller student body um, because of Lake Belton High School. But, you know, if they struggle for a year, they'll figure it out in year two because Brett Sniffen's been around the block a time or two. Copper's Cove is the one that I'm looking at and thinking, okay, they need a favorable alignment draw to be able to make the numbers game work in their favor at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or need someone. I, I look at I, – I, I totally hear what you're saying, talking to Curtis Quillen. But I look every once in a while at, at the impact a coach can have on a program, and and I, I look at what happened in DISD this year with South Oak Cliff, a team that, you know, Carter, South Oak Cliff, some of those great former football basketball schools had fallen off the map a little bit. And uh, South Oak Cliff wins a state title, Class 5A. I mean, that's crazy. That, that, that's uh, that, that Alito's supposed to dominate and win that thing almost on an annual basis. And South Oak Cliff finds a way. <clears throat> now, it's never been a problem with not having enough athletes. It's, it's getting everything organized and not having the facilities, all those kinds of things. And they overcame it. So, you know, it can be done. I hear what you're saying. But speaking of unfavorable. It can be done. It, it can be done. But when you look at the 5A, 6A level, you almost always expect it's like the college game. It's like a I don't want to knock junior college football, but that's probably a good way of illustrating 5A and 6A college football. It's like a, a lower-level uh, junior college uh, football rank. Well, you don't see a whole lot of schools in 5A and 6A that don't run some sort of variation of the spread. And for the past four years, Copper's Cove has not run the spread. They've run a pistol set because they don't have the, the size of guys to compete up front 
um, with the guys at Temple and Midway and it, you know, Colleen and Harker Heights and Shoemaker. They don't have the speed in the backfield, so they almost have to go with a plug-and-play system mm. um, at Coppers Cove right now. Now, because of how much – I mean, my mom went to high school in Coppers Cove because my grandfather was military at the time. And so you can get a really stud athlete to just move into the school district, and sometimes that pays dividends. There's, I think every Colleen school has benefited from – a PCS into Fort Hood, Coppers Cove. I'm including in that, in, yeah. in that Fort, you know, Colleen Fort Hood area. But you can't bank on that, and so sometimes no. you have to have the system and get guys to buy in. And that's what I'm using as the biggest indicator to figure out that this might be just that the Bulldogs are losing a numbers game. Yeah, I think it's fair. You can't just depend on RG3 dropping dropping in at some point exactly. uh, over at uh, Coppers Cove. And, uh, boy, at some point, uh, you know, speaking of realignment, uh, I mean, Midway and Waco need a break. I mean, so, I mean, that, my gosh, it's, it's so, that's a, uh, you know, that's just, it, that, that's, that's getting put in a, uh, in a, in a place where it's just almost impossible to have success. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with I all that. I think Waco High is dropping, if I remember correctly. And so that'll be good for the Lions to get back to class 5A. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, one of the things I've had sources tell me, is that it's fifty-fifty on whether Midway gets to go back south and go to Round Rock with the Bell County schools, or if they're going to stay in that district and they're just going to get replaced by Mansfield Legacy, who is mm-hmm. coached by former Midway coach Jeff Hume. Interesting, very, very interesting how it all works, and uh, it's not like Round Rock's any great shakes, but it would be better than this. Uh, this awful thing they're a part of right now, uh, which, uh, I mean, that's I just, bet if you just... ask Shane Anderson right now, he would play the Dallas Cowboys if it meant getting out of District 11. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the most penalized team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, he'd rather play. Yeah. The, I, I, wouldn't, I, I would totally understand that from Shane. All right, Curtis, um, have a great weekend, and uh, good luck to the, uh, the Pokes, whoever they have. They just had a nice comeback win, a last-second win over TCU. Had the huge win over Baylor, so your alma mater is actually uh, trending in the right direction. But uh, Bears with Oklahoma a, tomorrow. Who does OSU have? They have a chance to uh, finish the season sweep against Texas. They're in Austin. Uh, the fiance Ooh. and I are looking at tickets because they've got no, they've got upper bowl tickets starting at five bucks. Matt, I might be yeah, in Austin tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably be giving away Waterburger if you show up early enough. That's uh, that's a big Chris Beard thing. Yeah. But uh, all right, Curtis, good stuff. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Matt. There he goes. Curtis Quillen, sports director at Channel 6. It is chilling with Quillen, and we do it uh, every Friday. You try to do that right around uh, 420. Always fun to catch up with Curtis, and he has some great perspective on what's going on with our uh, local high schools, and uh, appreciate uh, Appreciate that uh, perspective for sure. 